I'm Heidi. I'm Heather. And we're sisters. This is the H&H Show. Welcome back to our show, H&H listeners. Thank you for joining us today. We're happy to be sitting down and having a conversation that hopefully will encourage you and bring a smile to your face and maybe cause you to look inward at your own heart condition a little bit. My name is Heather Tapes, and I'm sitting next to my sister and my co-host, Heidi Bolt. Hey, guys. We're excited to be here with you today. Heather, my hope that it's in this conversation today that our listeners leave feeling encouraged mm-hmm. spiritually and emotionally and mentally, yeah. but also having some practical tools yes. to help switch it up. Yes, I love that. We were discussing which direction we wanted to go with today's talk, and I think it's something that you and I... Um, both face Mm -hmm. on a very frequent basis because of the nature of what God has called us to do in our lives with staying home with our kids and homeschooling. And so we were like, let's just have this conversation on air. Let's, let's have it not just around the idea of homeschooling, because that's the perspective we're going to come from because that's our world. Mm -hmm. Um, But it can really translate into anything that anyone does. Absolutely. Whether it's a college student or a working businessman or anyone, any age, someone can be affected by this negatively or positively. Right. So last night I was sitting there thinking about what this week was going to hold for my family and looking at our calendar. And I just had this overwhelming sense of like, it's all going to be the same. Mm. Like our routine is the same. What I make for breakfast for the kids is mostly the same. You know, a few different things here and there. Our schooling structure looks the same every week. And there's nothing wrong with structure and discipline. I'm all for that. But it was like the Holy Spirit just prompted something in me that said, change it up. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about this before on this show, actually quite a bit, because we talk about perspective and seeing things from a different perspective. But I just thought, okay, we... We have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. I have the power to change up our day tomorrow so that it doesn't all feel the same. Yeah. And so I, I sent you a text and I said, hey, do you want to change it up and go take the kids on a hike tomorrow instead of getting up and doing all of our school books and let's go get out in nature and take a hike. Yeah. Because it's stunning here right now. The weather's beautiful. It's that crisp, fresh air where you're you're smelling the smells of fall. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe those of you that are in the in Texas and you're still in the sweltering heat, you can't relate to this, but that it's so refreshing mm-hmm. for your body and for your soul to be out in nature. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And I'll be honest, my first instinct was like, oh, that's such a great idea. I love that. And then my second thought was, I think I'm too tired mm-hmm. to pull off something different. Mm-hmm. I think it would be easier to stay in my rhythm, mm-hmm. to stay in my routine, to just do Monday morning the way I always do Monday morning. Right. And... um. But I felt like, no, this will be good for all of us mm-hmm. just to just to switch it up and to have a different environment for to start our week off. And so we did. Mm-hmm. And um, we got up and did a, a little bit of schooling mm-hmm. and then met and went to the woods. And other, the cool thing is that we had decided, we were like, should we pack lunches? And I'm like, I don't have great packable stuff right now. So just being real, mm-hmm. like we just packed snacks that mm-hmm. were already in our cupboards, yeah. already in our pantries and our refrigerators packed bags and just went for it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't Instagram worthy. Mm-mm. It wasn't Pinterest perfect. Like it, it, you know, it was just real life. Spontaneous. Yes. Yeah. Take whatever you have in your fridge. Let's go. Let's do it. And it was great. Mm-hmm. Everyone had happy hearts mm-hmm. and I could just see all of our children and even us mm-hmm. kind of like 
taking a deep breath, mm-hmm. kind of unwinding mm-hmm. as we were in God's creation. And so I think the point is that no matter what your mundane looks like, mm-hmm. switching it up can make you so appreciative of your mundane. Yeah. So thankful. Like for us, I was sitting there at this little picnic in this grove of trees, looking at all of our kids. And I thought, I am so grateful that I get to hang out with my kids on a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so thankful. And I know that's not for every family. Not mm-hmm. every family is called to the lifestyle we are. But for me, I'm so grateful for it. I'm so glad that I'm the one that gets to go hiking in the woods with my kid. Yeah. And, you know, enjoy their hilarious jokes that they were telling. And, you know, we all sat around and laughed at your son Bennett's stories. Um, Like gut laughing. Yeah. You know, and so just the health that it can bring your life when you don't just have to stick to the plan all the time. It's so easy to get stuck in a rut. Any of us can do it, whether it's the way that we drive to work every day or the way that we, the, the food that we take every mm-hmm. single day. And we, we, I think, forget that God made us creative, innovative creatures, yeah. innovative beings, that he wants us to, to see the beauty in the world around us and to take full advantage of it and not just to get so stuck in a rut that we become numb. Because yeah. I think that's what happens. We get stuck in the same thing over and over and over again that we just sort of, in some ways, check out yep. because we can do it on autopilot. Yep. You know, we can fly the plane. We can run our lives on autopilot without ever taking a detour that causes us to shift our gaze to something else, to see from a different perspective, to notice different people. Um, you know, we went to this trail that's literally like eight minutes from your house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so close to your house. And you didn't even know it was there. Mm-mm. And I didn't know it was there until just a few months ago. And like these things that are all around us that we miss out on because we don't get outside of ourselves, get outside of our own routines, stop looking at ourselves mm-hmm. and go, what what's different that I can lean into today? And I think that applies to relationships. Mm-hmm. I think it applies to our jobs. How can I do my job a little bit differently today that will help me appreciate it more or will help me do a better job at what I'm doing. That's really good. That's really good. Because, you know, in in our example of getting out into the woods today, we saw such amazing things. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids pointed out Juliet found a leaf that was as big as her face that was shaped like a heart. Yeah. And Wilder found an uprooted tree that the root system was taller than his whole body. Mm-hmm. And he was so intrigued by how did this happen? How did this massive tree right. fall over? Right. And, you know, so seeing through the six-year-old and 10-year-old's eyes mm-hmm. and realizing like this is available to us, this joy that we're experiencing is available to us. And how easily would we have missed out? We could have so easily missed out. And I nearly missed out. My kids nearly missed out because I was a little bit weary last night. Mm-hmm. I'd had a hard day with my four-year-old and it I was just kind of like, ugh. I just don't know if I want to switch it up. But as we were out there walking, I felt the Holy Spirit just kind of whisper to me that you know, this joy is here for you. Mm-hmm. Like this joy is for you to take whenever you need it. So fill up on it. And I think that we all need that reminder that life with Jesus isn't about rules and regulations and our lives fitting into a, a perfect little box. Our mm-hmm. Life with Jesus is joy. It is. It is about spontaneous adventure Mm -hmm. and fun. And, you know, 
yes, we are called to the narrow path, but it doesn't mean we have to be boring, dull human beings. Right. And if you find yourself in that place where you feel like you're just numb or you're just going through the motions, I would really challenge you to to check what's going on inside of your heart. You know, I love this so much. First um, Thessalonians 5 says this, let joy be your continual feast. Mm. You know, when you think about a feast, a table that is spread with this feast of all these amazing things to eat, let joy be your continual feast. Eat on that, mm-hmm. feast on that, think on that, rest in that. Make your life a prayer and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Hmm. That's really good. And I think Heather, you know, as we finished our, I don't know how many miles we hiked, but as we finished our hike, we were all like so hungry. So hungry. And so getting to the picnic table and unloading all of our snacks, which we ended up having a plethora of snacks. <laughs> we did. But it tasted so good and mm-hmm. it was so fun. And you said, this just tastes different out in the woods mm-hmm. than it would at our counters, mm-hmm. you know? And it did. You yeah. were right. It did. And so I think it's just healthy for wherever you're at in life to figure out what are the little tweaks I need to make to be able to, to like that it says to be able to feast on the joy of Jesus yeah. and not just make it through the week. Right. Making joy our continual feast. Yes. It's not like a, a one shot in the arm kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's this continuation of, and it doesn't always mean, it doesn't mean you fake it. It doesn't mean that you pretend to be happy when there's really hard things going on right. around you. It means that you find the joy of Jesus because joy comes from Jesus. Yeah. You find that instead of just staying in your misery, mm-hmm. staying in your, 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 um, your self misery, really, because yeah. you can be in a gr- a place of grief and still have joy. Yeah, that's not an easy thing to do, but it is how we were created. Yeah, it was how we were created to be. When we keep our eyes on Jesus, we find that joy even in the middle of our grief yeah. or a hard thing. Yeah, that's really good. So the other thing that I just kind of want to touch on today is this: as I was thinking about going out today, the thing that I knew would fill me up was yes, getting out in creation, but was also being with people that I cared about, being with people that I loved. And I know one of the quickest ways for me to begin to have a pity party is when I keep myself away from people Mm. that bring me joy. Yeah. Um, because Jesus brings joy and the people of Jesus also bring me joy. Right. And so, you know, I knew that if if I just stayed home all day and did my chores and did dishes and did laundry, and I have a lot of that to catch up on because I was um, really busy last week and I was preaching, so all my extra time went to that. Yeah. So, like, I need to go to the grocery store and I need to do laundry. Your checklist needs attention. <laughs> but I knew that my soul would yeah. have felt depleted yes. if I isolated myself. Mm. And I have begun to really recognize that in myself when I am isolating, uh, I can find myself so quickly becoming, uh, angsty Hmm. towards people Hmm. because I haven't been with people. I haven't looked at them in the face, had conversations with them, felt their emotion Mm -hmm. that you can see from people's faces. And, uh, I I was like, I've got to be with people. I want to be with people. And so I think that's a conversation that I would love to have right now. Yeah. Is that we have been in this weird COVID world now for mm-hmm. 
what, eight months, many, whatever, however many months it's been. And isolation has been a big part of that where people have, have had to, or have chosen to isolate from other people. And it is causing some serious problems. Yeah. And I think part of it is that the devil has used this isolation to speak lies to people uh, about other people. About each other. About each other. So I just, let's have a conversation about that. Well, I think this can probably hit every single listener. I think every single one of us has probably experienced this over the last eight or nine months with COVID. Mm -hmm. And it has not been a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. I've seen many people had to have to walk really difficult roads. And I've had many of friends that I've talked to about them needing to reach out for counseling or therapy because of the dark place it has brought them to. Mm-hmm. And so I think first of all, to acknowledge, like if you are in a place of isolation, really be introspective to be honest with yourself about what your needs are. And if you're feeling yourself kind of crawling deeper and deeper into that hole mm-hmm. of isolation, because that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's like a, like a pit. It is like a pit. Um, reach out sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Like call for help sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Call your friends in and be honest with them. Don't don't BS them. You know, right. don't pretend like it's just a hard day. Like if you're in a hard season, mm-hmm. be real with people. Yeah. And then do the work to get out of that. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's not as simple as just taking a walk in the woods. Right. You know, Heidi, do you know that right now that in since um, COVID teen suicides have gone up like i might have my facts wrong here but i'm i'm almost positive it's like 1500%. 1 in 4 1 in 4, 25% of our young people have contemplated or have thought or have felt like maybe they should take their own life. And i firmly believe it is because we have pulled them out of everything. We've pulled them out of school. We've pulled them away from their friends. We've pulled them away from their sports. We've pulled them out of churches. Mm-hmm. We've shut our homes. We've yeah. isolated them. And we were meant to be in community and fellowship with one another. Yeah. And so a, a teenager who is who is not fully developed yet and does not have the right tools, does not know how to talk to their parents about it in many cases, yeah. doesn't have anyone else to go to, doesn't have teachers or counselors or friends or coaches seeing them every single day. Yeah. They don't know what else to do. And right. so they're taking their own lives. One in four. It's incredibly tragic. I want you to think right now about four teenagers you know. One of them mm-hmm. is contemplating suicide. Yeah. Like that to me is something we cannot ignore. That is a pandemic. Yeah. That is a world shifting issue. Yeah. And the thing that hasn't changed, you know, it's so interesting, like how connected we all are right now, specifically with social media. We are so overly connected, Mm -hmm. but what it has shown us through all of this with the isolation with COVID is that it is false connection. Yes. Because the social media connection has not shifted. It it has probably increased over this time. Mm -hmm. But what has shifted is the face-to-face interactions. Right. And it's showing us the importance of why we need our people, Mm -hmm. why we need our tribe, why we need our community. Mm -hmm. And when we don't have that, even in people around me, I have seen in my own life, Mm -hmm. I've seen when I've gotten it's kind of made me hard-hearted towards Mm -hmm. people in a sense when you don't when you don't see them face to face right right but I think that's so important to re to remember all of this effort that's being put into building a social media platform 
for whatever it is, whether it's your business or your own personal life, it's not going to sustain you Mm -hmm. like real connection does. Right. And as I've thought of these teens and the suicide rate, it is tragic that the enemy has let all of us as a human race believe that we are connected. Yeah. Because we might have X amount of followers or X Mm -hmm. amount of people that give us a like. Yeah. And that is how the enemy is pulling us from people. Yes. Causing us to think that that's connectedness when really... friends. Yes. But you actually haven't talked to anyone face-to-face. Yeah. About what's really going on. Right. I love Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. It says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. Mm -hmm. How great is that? Like we've got to get back to that where our goal as friends and as um, people in community with each other, we want to help each other succeed. We want to see each other's businesses and ministries and families and marriages succeed Mm -hmm. instead of tearing one one another down. And then it says, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Mm. So I guess my challenge would be two things today. First of all, I want to go back to the teenagers for a moment. Um, I pulled in some teenagers that are in my life the other day and had this conversation with about with, with them about it and just said, if any of you mm-hmm. have had these feelings, have these thoughts, my home is open. I don't care what hour of the day it is. Yeah. My, you have my phone number. You know how to get a hold of me. Reach out. Let's talk. Yeah. My home, my door will always be open. No pandemic mm-hmm. will close my door to you. Yeah. And um, they need to know that they have safe places to go. And yeah. we need to be in their lives enough that we can ask them mm-hmm. what's going on and how they're feeling with that. So I would challenge every single person listening to this. You know four teenagers. Mm -hmm. I know every single one of you do. Go talk to four teenagers today and you do the same thing. You make a safe place for them. It doesn't have to be your home. It can be something, you know, I don't know what it looks like for you, but let's make sure that we're actually facing what's going on right now with our young people. That's so good. And then the second thing would be if you yourself find yourself isolating, you need to get out of that isolation. You need to, you know, Proverbs 18.1 says, one who has isolated himself seeks his own desires. He rejects all sound judgment. Wow. And I have found that is almost always if Mm -hmm. someone is in isolation and they say, well, no one cares about me. No one, I don't have any friends. No one listens to me. They have put themselves in isolation. It's not anyone else's responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's your responsibility to get yourself out back in your community, back with your friends and, um, engage in the world around you, um, because most likely you have put yourself, in most cases, mm-hmm. you have put yourself there. Mm-hmm. And the devil's lying to you about the things that are going on in your mind, the thoughts that you're having yeah. that are lies from the enemy because you have um, put yourself in isolation. That's a really good word, Heather. And I think it's, I love that you pointed out because this isn't just a teen issue, this isolation issue. Um, it We're seeing it in increased numbers in their age category, but also in adults and in Mm -hmm. children too. So I love that you point that out. Um, And Heidi, we have to be vulnerable enough with each other to ask each other for help. Yes. In the little things and in the big things. Yes. Say like, hey, I I need help today uh, with picking up my groceries. Or I could really use some extra prayer this week Mm -hmm. because, you know, I did that last week. I was my mind was overwhelmed with with all of these things that I was thinking about. And I just stopped and I Marco Poloed a couple people. And I just said like, hey, 
can you pray for me right now? Yeah. This is specifically what I need prayer for. Yeah. And they did. That's and so it great. broke. Yeah. And it helped. It worked. And so we have to be vulnerable enough to yeah. reach out and say, this is where I need you. Yeah. Yeah. Because letting our connectedness be healthy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a negative. It can be a healthy thing. So I think that's super important. And I think that um, it's a very timely word for mm-hmm. people right now. And so really look into your own life and say, am I... If, you, if you're finding yourself rejecting sound judgment, mm-hmm. like that proverb just talked about, ask, is it because I've isolated? Mm-hmm. Is it because I am not around people enough with good character and good mm-hmm. morals right now to be able to receive that? A lot of times our hard-heartedness is not about the people around us. It's about our own heart condition. Yes. yes. So um, that's a really good thought, Heath. I just want to end with this. At the beginning of this, we talked about joy. And I believe joy comes from two things. It comes from Jesus mm-hmm. and it comes from people. Mm-hmm. That's your source of joy. Well, because we are the carriers of, of the, the image spirit of, of God. God. Right. And so if we are not surrounding ourselves with people mm-hmm. who bring us joy. Yeah. And hear me, I think it's super important that we Christ followers do spend time with non-believers as well yes. so that we can be the light of Jesus. Absolutely. But our source of encouragement needs to be coming from people who mm-hmm. are stronger than us mm-hmm. or equally as strong as us. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that are going to spur us on. Yes. So that if, I think that if you find yourself realizing that all of your social time goes to people that are non-believers, you may not be taking the time that you need to strengthen your own soul. Mm-hmm. And you may you may have a joy leak. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not have enough people pouring into you on a on a healthy level. Mm-hmm. Um so and we can that's also be the os- opposite where we can have we can surround ourselves with only people yes. who know Jesus, who are just yes. like us, that right. never challenge us, that never make us think outside of our own walls that we see. And yeah. then we are not being the light, the salt, right. the city on a hill that God has called us to be. Yeah. So it, it really is both. But yeah. Jesus and joy, if, or Jesus and people, if you find yourself in lacking in joy, go to Jesus, go to people. I promise you, you'll be filled up. You'll so have that good. continual feast of joy that Paul was talking yep, about. I agree. Well, friend, thanks for joining us today. We're glad you did. We hope that this in, has encouraged you and given you some practical tools to implement this week. You don't need to wait. You can implement something this week. And if you do, let us know what you've done to switch it up and to make sure that you're not isolated because we do love to hear from you. So you can find us uh, at Instagram on the H&H Hour. You can also email us. We are the h Hour at Gmail. And we'd love to hear from you. I was also going to say, Heidi, we don't post a whole lot during the week on mm-hmm. our H&H Instagram, but both of us post on our personal accounts. We do, yeah. Just about our lives. And so if you want to see more of our personal lives, you can follow our personal accounts. Yes. Those are linked on our Instagram account, and that'll give you more of a peek into the both of us yes. and our families and our lives. Very good. We'll chat with you next time. Mm-hmm.